I love cigars de joy. I want yes. a cigar de joy. <laughs> I loved all of those tips, like snorted out. All of it. <laughs> Uh, this is going to rival mouse bros. I see yes. what you're doing here. Uh, Your whole modern lady tip of the week is aimed towards getting Jenna Garnon to, <laughs> to be fascinated by a new I need tip. to top mouse brows. It's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. She does a good job bringing that up once in a while. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 46. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're talking about our feelings. And you know what, Michelle? I don't think I've ever said anything more stereotypically female than that. (laughs) Well, we live in a culture that is all too happy to celebrate the highs, but often ignores the fact that we all still have our lows. And these valleys, though normal, can make even our most typical days seem overwhelming, dark, or insurmountable. And so it's curious that the experience of a hard day or a difficult week, even though commonly shared by most women, is not more openly shared and discussed even amongst ourselves. But first, if you're enjoying our podcast as much as Michelle and I enjoy bringing it to you, please consider taking a few minutes to rate and review the Modern Lady Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Another way that you can help spread the word is by sharing this episode with your friends and family. We also really love receiving your feedback and we get so excited when we receive comments from our listeners. This week's shout out goes to my Holly Cottage, who left us a comment on Instagram and said, quote, just discovered your podcast via your Austin episode, which I loved. This week, I've been binging on a dozen of the past episodes that most appealed to me. Thank you for your encouragement to be a modern lady and homemaker. I would love to hear about some of your favorite additional homemaking books and other inspirations to add to my birthday and Christmas lists, end quote. Thank you so much for your comment. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram where you can find us at the Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. My kids have had a cough since school started nearly two months ago. So like every mom, I have decided to research some common cold remedies. But unlike most moms, I've turned to the Victorian pharmacy in order to see what they took back then. (laughs) So Michelle, let me present to you cigars to joy. Well, if you need to get medicine into your lungs, why don't you just smoke it in? Described in 1875 as a very useful little agent, these cigars contain something called stramonium, which is a hallucinogenic herb. So I'm sure it did make sick people, quote, feel better. (laughs) So if smoking your way to health isn't quite your thing, perhaps snorting or swallowing a powder might seem like the safer option. Let me tell you about Dr. Agnew's Katara powder. The advertisement said, a single trial will delight you. And it turns out that people didn't even wait until they were sick to treat themselves with this powder, which had over 5% cocaine in it. And if you're less of a risk taker and would prefer a more simple remedy, look no further than Munyan's Gripe Remedy. This promised to break up your symptoms in just a few hours, thanks to its main ingredients of sugar and arsenic. 
So Michelle, needless to say, we're sticking with rest and lots of water and just some Vicks over here. Oh, yeah. All of those sound like you're just trading a lesser problem for much, much bigger problems. <laughs> <For> an addiction. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That... You know what? It's it's good for us to revisit some of these tips mm-hmm. to keep our romanticization of the past in check. Yes, that's right? true. <laughs> but then I get a little terrified. I don't know about you, and I think, hey, is something like that something that we think is regular, like like mm. Vicks or like Benadryl, something like just normal that we would give our kids? That then we find out in the future, it's like the equivalent of stromonium or arsenic. Yes. <laughs> like, who knows what's <laughs> hiding in our regular medicines now? I actually do think that sometimes, but Mm -hmm. not for medicine, more for like lifestyle. And I'm like, are people in 50 years going to be like, oh my goodness, what were they doing? Mm -hmm. Like, what were they thinking back then? (laughs) Everyone naturally goes through ups and downs, good times and hard times such as life. In fact, I'm just coming out of a rather rough week myself, but one thing that can really help is perspective. Right, Lindsay? Yeah, you and I had a wonderful park play date, and while pushing our kids on the swings, we started talking about our feelings, which then became a talk about <laughs> hormones and just all lady things. And yes. I was I recalled during that a story that I had heard from a priest a while ago, and he talked about um, looking at our feelings in terms of an apartment building. So let's say you're taking an elevator up one side of the building. So the view is the same, right? Because you're facing the same way out, but you see that view from a totally different perspective, depending on what floor you stop on. So if there's some things that you can normally manage like really well, and that they don't really bother you, you can ignore them or push them off. Um, that day you're maybe at one level on the elevator and you're getting out and you're looking at the view. But then on another day, that elevator is like on the ground floor or maybe like on the first floor and you just can't handle those things. Like you're looking at the same thing from a totally different perspective and they can become deal breakers. They can become devastating. And this is just because you're looking at it from a different perspective. Oh, I love that analogy. And it is so hard to, while you are on that bottom floor, while you're still there trying to envision what it might look like from the top, yeah. right? You like almost you're just forget stuck down there for a while. Yeah, yes, it's, exactly. It's like blocked from your mind that there is even a top floor sometimes, right? And mm. like you, I had a rough week too. And so it was nice to have a coffee with you on Monday. We always forget to tell our social you know, media accounts that we're together. <laughs> we really, we're just so engrossed yeah, no. in our conversation that we forget to like <laughs> pop on the Instagram or something, but we had a really yes. good chat. And so we both kind of had a rough week. And then I was like, Michelle, do you think it's your hormones? And you were like, what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did not even really occur to me. That it could, because uh, sometimes I feel like uh, we separate hormones from emotions, from circumstances. Like we don't, we we only tend to deal sometimes with one at a time. Mm -hmm. And so when you introduced that uh, suggestion, I was like, oh, I'll have to think about this for a minute. And I think I did just sit there silently for a minute (laughs) considering. Yeah. I think what happens too is, and and again, this is not a medical podcast. We're not, maybe we should have done our disclaimer. Um, I forgot the disclaimer. Right, right. This is just two friends talking right now. And I think that what happened with my teen years and yours and for most young girls is that we actually get a little frightened of 
talking about what we're feeling. Maybe when we're PMSing, it's almost like PMSing is a bad word because we think people aren't going to take us seriously, particularly men, particularly maybe mm. our husbands, um, because they'll think, oh, she's just PMSing. And we, we mm-hmm. you and I talked a lot about how what we're saying, <laughs> feeling <laughs> during the, that week or whatever um, is very legitimate, but maybe we're just the elevators on the wrong floor. <laughs> so we may feel that the whole month and we just can't handle it as well that week. But it doesn't mean that we have to ignore what we're feeling. It also doesn't mean we have to fully give into it. You know, there can be a little self-control mm-hmm. in the middle, but I think what we want to talk about today is this ability of stepping back and going, okay, what's going on here? Why did I literally just turn around in the car and snap on everybody in my family about their winter coats, which is one of the things I did last week. Um, And, you know, like what's going on here with me? And we try to do this with our kids. We try to say, what are you feeling? Like, let's talk Mm -hmm. about our feelings. But as women, we're like, "Uh oh, especially if it's around that time of the month, we, we try to plug it all up. Right. And, and you know what, our wider culture is kind of confusing on this point too, right? Yeah. Because on the one hand, they, they say that we should be more in touch with our feelings yeah. and our emotions. But if you feel anything, then, mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, what are you doing? Like emoting on us. Like, don't like put it back. Yeah. <laughs> we like don't this, want that. And these are like fake yeah. emotions because it's just totally your hormones. And we're like, no, it is. They're legit concerns. It's very real. Yes, it's real. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking like our feminine hormones in particular, they are what make us women. Yeah. They're, they're what make us up to what we are and that's the the good parts of our hormones the good things that our hormones do for us and also these really wildly um emotional aspects of it too um and for some reason we're made to feel like we aren't allowed to acknowledge that and to accept it in ourselves but those very hormones are what make us women and we shouldn't be afraid of them or of how they impact our day-to-day lives. And we certainly shouldn't feel disdain for them because it's all so natural. And I think that as women, we should talk more about hormonal impact in our lives. Um, You know, just going back for a second to the positive parts of hormones, I just saw in a report from the BBC last year that they mentioned um, some of the positive hormonal effects of a woman's cycle that maybe we just don't notice because we don't talk about it for example like right before ovulation is when our creativity peaks oh and right after ovulation is when uh we experience the most calm interiorly from the end of ovulation right to the end of our cycle and then like right after menstruation for example our spatial sense is the best it's going to get all month so if you're interiorly decorating your house yeah there's a time for that (laughs) (laughs) your spatial sense is on point like but our bodies are so amazing. This is amazing. And it's hormones. And why don't we talk about this and and how it's affecting any of us? Like, why am I just hearing that for the first time at this very moment? And I'll be 39 next month, you know? And like yes. you were just saying, even as women, we barely talk about this to each other. We all just try mm-hmm. to like be so brave during the PMS period, right through the horrible menstruation period, which I say horrible. Obviously, we celebrate that as well. I, I, and right. But it's like not the most pleasant time for us ladies. And right. right. And we just try to, I feel like as teenagers, we learn very early on that you just suck it up. And so I thought, even mm-hmm. when you and I were talking about it, I'm like, this is not talked about enough. And I was diagnosed with PMDD and it means um, premenstrual 
dysmorphia disorder. And so it's like the craziest version. And I say that lovingly of PMS. It's Mm -hmm. like all of the things. It's just really, really intense. And it lasts a lot longer than PMS. Now, um, I was first diagnosed with it when I weaned my second child. And then um, my doctor knew we wanted to have more kids. And I'm really great when I'm pregnant and nursing. So then I had Ben and Ellie, my next two kids, my kids number three and four, and breastfed for the next, oh gosh, what was that, Michelle? Like five years straight? Anyways, mm-hmm. the point is when I was weaning Ellie a couple of years ago, I was terrified of this PMDD coming back. And I realized I had never talked to my husband about it. And I had just tried to hide these emotions um, over the years. And so when I finally sat down to talk to Jason about it, he had a stunned look on his face. And I'm like, what? Like, it's, I find it so embarrassing. And I'm not, I don't get easily Mm. flustered or embarrassed. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this before? And I'm like, I don't know. And in my head and in my heart, I felt like a 15 year old girl who doesn't want to seem like she's crazy. Cause that's what they say in high school Mm. with girls. And he Mm -hmm. said, you know, I love you. Right. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And he's like, you know, I like want you to be happy. And he's like, A, because I love you, but B, because when you're happy, like we're all happy. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's self-serving as well. It's right. Right. And he, I'm like, okay. And he's like, I want to make this better for you every month. So if you can just tell me what you need during that time, I want to do that for you. And he goes, yeah, am I going to forget all the time? Yeah, probably. Are you going to have to remind me a hundred times that you're feeling this way and that you need me to do something? Yeah. If you don't mind giving me that grace, um, I'd love to help you through this. And I started bawling because I'm like, I never understood that they want to help us. The people in our mm-hmm. lives, whether you're married or maybe you still live at home with a parent, especially a mom, your mom gets it, guys. Turn mm-hmm. to your mama. She gets it. Um, or turn to a girlfriend. Like People want to just help. And if you need to call even on a friend and say, I need some help this week. I'm not doing well. Um, people mm-hmm. want to help. Yes. I love what you're saying about reaching out to people because I had a similar uh similar experience of needing to reach out to somebody. Um, This was back when my boys were born. Um, It started and I actually ended up having uh, an emergency surgery 10 days after they were born Mm -hmm. that saved my life. Um, I was there very close to losing me. Mm -hmm. And at at the time, I think there was so much to do (laughs) in terms of surviving, like getting through every day because newborn babies, surgery, a two-year-old toddler, and all those things that you know, the emotional and the physical toll didn't actually fully hit me until almost a whole year had passed. Um, But I look back now and I kind of just want to hug the me of 2013 (laughs) and tell her that, you know, it's okay to acknowledge that this is very, very hard Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to feel sad and overwhelmed, uh, even while carrying on with life and all its daily tasks. Uh, but I think I was so focused on convincing not only myself, but everyone else. And I say that with air quotes, because there was no one expecting this of me, (laughs) except for myself. Um, But to convince myself that I've got this, and that I'm a strong woman, and I don't cater to my emotions, and that I'm above weakness, and, you know, the weakness that was actually very much a part of my reality. And I I do have to say, I was never officially diagnosed with postpartum depression. And I do know women who have gone through that. And I'm heartened to see so much mounting support for women who are diagnosed with it. Um, But at the same time, it's this whole discussion on sometimes you don't necessarily maybe have a diagnosis, but does that mean you're not allowed to feel down sometimes? Right, great point. Right? Yeah. And so when I got pregnant again with our fourth, that was 
very keenly on my mind this dark time that I went through. And I did reach out to some girlfriends who had no idea that I went through that in the first place. And they were horrified that I I didn't think to call them because right. they would have been so happy to help me. And that next time uh, with the birth of our fourth, I it was a completely different experience in that sense. They, they regularly called me and checked up on me. And it never got to that level because they were proactive in helping me through that. Something so simple as admitting it. Yep. And that's the hardest part. So when I was having my rough week last week, it literally takes me at least three days to realize I'm feeling the PMDD. Like I, like, like you're Mm. saying, um, I'm tough. I'm a strong woman. I just muscle my way through things. Um, takes a lot to knock me down. So I think, oh, I'm feeling a little crusty, a little grumpy with everybody, but I don't, fully realize it till maybe day three when I just start also crying and yelling (laughs) and then but also feeling crazy love for everybody and I'm sitting on the floor in the kitchen eating carbs um so I got in the car with Jason and like you're saying about how hard it can be to say something about it this is my husband like we've been together 20 years he's seen me through it all I still have trouble so I can't even say the words and I just kind of look down sheepishly and I'm like um, I, I'm feeling the stuff. And that's all I say, because I can't even say PMDD. And he goes, Oh, I knew that three days ago. <laughs> and I'm like, Of course you did. I'm sure it was very right. obvious to everybody else but me. And he goes, Oh, I told totally. him. And he calls me Woody. That's our nickname. And he goes, I knew that Woody. Mm. He goes, What do you need? Let's go out right now. Let's go get a beer. And so I think that uh-huh. to your other point, so we might not have a, a, an actual diagnosis or um, it, we might not have something as severe as, as sadly some other people have to go through, but what we're feeling is legitimate. But I think it's also important to point out that a lot of what we're feeling we can overcome and that there are coping strategies for a lot of these things. And at least like a little checklist that you can go through. Right. And if you're still Mm -hmm. not feeling better after that, obviously seek out further treatment and that sort of thing. But what Mm -hmm. you and I are talking about is like, okay, when we're kind of feeling like we're done that day. Right. What do we do? Like, how do we ask our husbands, like concretely, not just be like, I'm losing it. Like, what do we actually say to get through a little emotional period that we're saying we all go through? Um, So yeah, Michelle, what do you do? Well, I have come to understand that there are two things that can help substantially in snapping me out of a funk. And that doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden the sun breaks through the clouds <laughs> and I feel like running through the countryside or what I don't mean in, in that sense. Yeah. I just mean like it, all of a sudden the day seems uh, doable yeah. until the end of it. Right. Um, and those two things are the first thing we were talking about is admitting it. And I think um, besides admitting it to other people, if that's possible, even just to yourself, just acknowledge like, wow, this is a bad day. And I'm going to, maybe I'll just stop trying to fight it, fight against it. And I'm just going to let this be what it is. Like feel it, like lean into it and just feel what you have to feel. Mm -hmm. And, And then you can get on with your day and the things that you need to do, but don't, um, put so much pressure on ourselves to uh, be smiley and, 
you know, it, it kind of turns into that kind of hysterical panicky smile on your face. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. And you can you can admit it to your kids, you know, I'm just having a, a bit of a bad day or it's been rough for me today. I'm just going to, to take it easy a little bit. Yeah. So to admit it. And then um, next is to have a plan, some yeah. sort of plan of action. There's something about having a plan that makes you feel better. And either the plan can be directly related to the thing that's bothering you or stressing you out, um, you know, to just list out on paper, even the steps you need to take to remedy the situation that can even before you begin to check things off, it can alleviate some of the stress. Um, And if that's not possible right now, even a list of just, okay, what am I, what is my next step to get through the day then? Like I'm going to go switch the laundry loads and then I'm going to go pick up the kids from school and then I'm going to make dinner. Just knowing the next thing that you should be doing kind of centers you in a way that leaving it all out in the ether does not. You're absolutely right. Especially about admitting it. Like we were just saying how long it takes me to see it within myself there. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, the minute I say it, say those mumbled little admissions, Mm -hmm. um, Jason was right within a couple of minutes. He's like, I already see you lightening up. And it's just, Mm. it, it does have a huge impact to just own it and say, this is what I'm feeling today. And I know I was telling you that the, the one piece of advice my mom gave me when I had our first baby that stuck with me, my mom is, um, my mom is very, uh, she's also a strong woman. She's very bold. Um, she's not necessarily that it's going to be okay, sweetie type of woman. She's like, mm-hmm. you can do this. She's a very empowering woman. Let's come up with a plan. She runs her office out her job. She that's, she's just like that. Right. And she said mm-hmm. to me, listen, tomorrow's going to be different. It's going to change. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's going to change. Like I have a newborn. Of course it's going to change. She's like, no, no, I'm not even telling you tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow might be worse. I'm like, what? Mm. (laughs) And she's like, but it's going to be different. Like every day is going to be Mm -hmm. different right now. And when you just kind of step back and go, oh yeah, okay. Tomorrow might be worse, but it could be better. (laughs) And just understanding that change is going to happen. And like you said, having a plan in place. Um, I made a list for myself a couple of years ago of like basic, simple luxuries that I enjoy, you know, like right down to like mm-hmm. scraping the dead skin off my heels, like just spending the time <laughs> doing something like that. I'm classy <laughs> like that. I'm not really a bath person. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. Um, but just like having a list of like, and I, and I guess we'll say self-care things. Um, mm-hmm. cause when we're in the midst of that, sometimes we forget that those things give us pleasure and we think nothing's going to make it better. But if I were to get out with my right. little list, I go, Oh wait, I do like chocolate and nail polish or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yes. so just having that there, because for me, when I'm deep in the PMDD, like I, it's truly out of body. Like I really don't think that the things that normally give me joy are going to give me joy. So you need just that little bit of a reminder. Mm. And then the other thing, I don't know if you've ever heard this, this hung on my fridge for years when we had to- uh, toddlers. Have you ever seen the word HALT written out? No. Okay. So it's an acronym? Yeah, yeah. So it's hungry, okay. angry, lonely, tired. And I kept this on our fridge for oh. years. And every time you watch your toddler and they're misbehaving... And by misbehaving, I truly mean just acting like a toddler. I'm all for just letting toddlers be toddlers, right? I don't discipline that necessarily, but it's always one of those four things. And so sure mm. enough, if I, if I address through that list, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I could usually 
you know, fix the situation. Then one day I'm like, wait a sec, this, this would fix all of adults problems too, for the most part. Like if you really step back and think, wait a second, am I hungry? (laughs) Am I angry? Am I lonely? (laughs) Or am I tired? Or am I all of those? Because we've got eight kids between us. Um, Mm -hmm. It really helps. Mm -hmm. And so last week, like I was saying, when I was in the car with Jason and he said, let's go for a beer. That like totally fixed the angry, the lonely, because I was out with my husband, the hungry, because we got delicious fries with a curry sauce on them. (laughs) And I was a new woman. And yeah, everybody doesn't always have that opportunity. We're blessed to have an in-house babysitter now, which has been a game changer. Mm -hmm. But I really recommend putting the word halt up somewhere visible in your house for your children and for you to learn to go through that checklist quickly when you're feeling all of the things. Oh my goodness. I love that. We all need to halt Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And just having these coping mechanisms on hand and and in practice is so helpful. One of the last things you and I talked about when we were together this week is how our daughters are watching us. And my eldest is a teenager now and all of the things that come with that. And I realized in explaining to her about the changes going on in her body and then the changes every month, um, how beautiful it was when I was actually explaining it to her and, and then having to align that with my own personal experience. And I don't want to like lie to her, like you're saying, and make it like all the clouds separate and the sun comes out Mm -hmm. as soon as you just do these things. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's not the truth either, but I realized that I'm passing on this legacy of womanhood to my daughters and I want them to know that what they're feeling is legitimate. It's normal. It's healthy. It's a sign that their bodies are working well and that sometimes you just need to eat brownies for dinner and that's okay. And I'll eat Mm -hmm. them with you. And we're in this together as women. And so I really realized how important, again, this message comes back all the time as a mother. It is that I take care of those parts of me so that they don't grow up thinking that they have to continue on the legacy of being a martyr and being so strong. Um, because I want them to look back and go, okay, I know what my mom did to cope. These are the techniques she used when she was feeling this so that they can learn that and do that in their own lives. Yeah. And part of that legacy is remembering that we are their mothers through their whole lives too, right? (gasps) And that if we are open about what we are experiencing and what we're feeling and we are normalizing it and empowering them to embrace their womanhood, embrace their femininity as a good thing, that we hope that they will feel comfortable coming to us to confide in us when they when they do feel like they need to admit it to somebody, that we can be that safe person for them. And in that way, we empower the next generation of women not to uh, fear their femininity, but to own it and to feel it deeply and to uh, understand the beauty in it. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So, Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Um, I'm pretty boring this week. I'm I'm, I'm liking Costco. Um, (laughs) I mean, as we all, yes. (laughs) Who doesn't? But I just want to say, it's like Costco knows what I've just looked up on Amazon. Have you had this happen to you? And, And then it's literally in stock there. So, 
and it's always a better price or value than what I was looking at. So I needed, I'm so boring this week. I needed a good nonstick frying pan for my new induction cooktop. And I had one in my Amazon cart that very day. Then I saw the same pan at Costco that evening and it was like a two pack and it only costed $15 more. And then because it's Costco, Jason loves to eat the hot dog. So I sat there and watched mm. him slurping up a covered disgusting hot dog and then we got to shop and then we bought like christmas gifts and new socks and t-shirts and all of our groceries right like all in one store yeah but michelle i also hate mm-hmm. costco because i also feel like when i'm there it's like a premonition of the apocalypse and there are people everywhere <laughs> and people are rushing <laughs> past each other to get the essentials and it's pure chaos and i'm sorry it took a dark turn but i think i just maybe i'm overthinking costco this week <laughs> Oh, you're not. You notice how I lit right up there as soon as you you went dark because I have that feeling about Costco. I truthfully, I I don't go to Costco very often. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, we don't have an an urgent need to go to supply for our family. Mm -hmm. So I avoid it at this point because I do feel like Costco brings out the worst in me and other people. Like there's just so many people. There's no system for where you're supposed to be walking and in what direction at any given time. And like that's if you have kids with you, oh my like, gosh, that is it's shaving time off purgatory. Yeah, it is. It, it's like at, at some points, right? A chill goes down my spine. If I actually stop and look around, I'm like, this is humanity. This is this is where we're at. And then I'm like, where did Jason go? Because I lose him. I don't know about you. I lose him every three minutes. And he's he's doing shot glasses of the samples down every aisle. <laughs> Right. There's just, well, that's how they yeah. that's how they lull you into complacency. <laughs> they they give you food every few aisles, free food. And I reject and they, that completely because I'm stubborn. <laughs> so I refuse to even have the best looking sample. I'm like, I'm not falling for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Who knew this was such a loaded topic? <laughs> so there you go. What are you loving this right. week? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm going down a similar road in the sense that I'm loving my budget. <laughs> like, is this what our show has come to? <laughs> wow. I'm right. It's, we're always on the same page. It's just like a slightly different part of the page. Wow. Okay. Go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's actually tied into Dave Ramsey's book, mm-hmm. The Total Money Makeover. Mm-hmm. I read it this summer. Um, and we've been following his baby steps for a few months now. So I finally feel like I can speak on it mm-hmm. and comment. Um, but it's going better than we could have imagined. Um, I mean, it's making us realize how much work we have to do mm-hmm. to budget and change our our habits, spending habits and start to build wealth and stuff like that. Um, but what I like about his plan is his reasons why this should be important to us mm-hmm. uh, to be out of debt and to build wealth. Because he he says, you know, we live like no one else now so that later you can live and give like no one else. Mm. And he, he just comes at finance with this sense, uh, with common sense and with faith, which I really love. It makes it so concrete for me. So his book is great. Total Money Makeover. It's worth the investment for sure. And his radio show is available to listen to in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And so I love listening to his radio show because if the book is the plan and the manual, the radio show is the place for all the caveats mm-hmm. <laughs> and the special considerations and the questions and the suggestions. Um, and it's motivating because you're hearing real people make real progress and it, it, it just spurs you on. So it's a double form of attack to motivate you to get a hold on your financial situation. 
That sounds great. And maybe our listeners can let us know if they'd like us to do a whole episode on budgeting because you have excited mm-hmm. me and we don't really do that. So maybe we'll look into doing a whole episode on that. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram, at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram, at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you.